Hey, check this out, Andy. Friday the 13th. We are recording on Friday the 13th. Episode 13. Ooh. Is that right? It is. Episode 13. Episode 13. And we are... Slash you. Slash you. Welcome, everybody. It's too bad we didn't watch Friday the 13th. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's probably what our podcast is pretty much based on, that whole uh, ideology of slasher movies during that time. For those of you who thought we might have watched Friday the 13th for our 13th episode, um, please don't tune out. We do have a good one. (laughs) This is probably in my top three, top two, maybe. Yeah. This is... Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. I'm Nick, by the way. Mm. And I'm Andy. And, uh, we are slash you, where slash you. where we like to talk about old, campy, forgotten slasher horror movies made usually in the late seventies and, and into the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, nineteen seventy seven, nineteen eighty eight is kind of what we've been focusing on as of late. And this week, we like as Andy said, it's a fucking good one. I wasn't sold on it at first, to, to tell you the truth. I was, but I've watched it twice, and uh, I like it. It is. It's called Savage Weekend. (laughs) Savage Weekend. Savage Weekend, to me, like when I heard the name, it's like, you know, uh, opening up for Nickelback. Yeah. Savage Weekend. Or like Creed. Who's going on tour to Creed this year? It Uh, sounds like a band. Savage Weekend. Yeah. Or it sounds like a shitty band. Yeah. That's true. A shitty band from the 90s. But uh, it is Savage Weekend. Um, Again, 1979. Was supposed to be, it was made in 1976, though, pre-Michael Myers, but they put it out in 79 due to the success of Halloween. Okay. So in my opinion, this is, like, let's let's talk Slash. This is, they this, the director was on the forefront of this, and I'm sure you have all that, that information. That would explain, too, why some of the online references that I was looking at for this movie reference it as a 1976 American Slasher yes. film. It was made in 76, released in 79, written and directed by Claude Pushkin. There you go. Pushkin. Pushkin. Uh, writer and director. Um, this was, uh, it's old. I mean, like, it's available for free on Amazon Prime, and it's the old uh, square, 4x3. Yeah. With, um, you know, you're going to have black on either side of your screen, but also uh, the sound quality is old, the video quality old. It's not like it's a digital, digital remaster or anything like that. This is... I read that that's kind of what the director wanted, though. He kind of okay. wanted that that art, that art avant-garde kind oh, of film. Sure. I just was watching it and like, this is the way we used to see movies. Wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> in, in, in my humble, too, Andy, this was made for drive-ins. Like, this is what yeah. you would... You would borrow your dad's fucking station wagon and, you know, pick up your, your loved one and you would go to the drive-in to make out and watch. This is, to me, a definitely a slasher flick that was made for, specifically, in my opinion, for the drive-in. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of gotten, that, that has it, it's written all over it for me. So, yep, um, we have a lot to talk about. So, yeah, for sure. I know that uh, we probably should uh, ask Andy to get into those. Those cliff. Cliff kill no. Cliff Notes, Kill Notes. This is uh, a <clears throat> very entertaining movie. Uh, yes, it enjoyed is. enjoyed it a lot. So I'll try to summarize it here just so everybody's on the same page. Um, recently recently divorced from her husband, Greg. Uh, Marie is wanting to decompress for the weekend. Her it's Maria, Marie, her, boyf- her new boyfriend, Robert, who's a stockbroker. Mm-hmm. Her sister, Shirley. 
uh, and their openly gay friend, Nikki. Our first LGBTQ which, character, which I'm stoked yep. on. He was my favorite character, not because of that specific reason, but because he his character development was quick and to the point where the others... Yep. It was slow. That's true. And ongoing, but uh, I you really knew all you needed to know about Nikki. Yeah, Nikki. Fast. Nikki was great, and he and he kicked ass. Yep. Uh, well, which we'll get to. So uh, wanted to make sure. So, right on. Yeah, Marie, her boyfriend Robert, her sister Shirley, their openly gay friend Nikki, which says something, by the way, 1976. That wasn't really something that was very norm, uh, nor commonly accepted. Uh, they all head to the country for the weekend. Robert's friend Jay uh, comes along too. Uh, Jay's having wife trouble, so he yes. comes along with them, and he sort of hits it off with Sister Shirley. We'll talk about that. Robert bought a boat, and uh, he's having Otis, one of the locals up there, fix it up. Uh, he's getting the lumber from the local lumberjack named Mac McCulley. So while they wait for Jay and uh, Otis to work on this boat, they decide to just enjoy the weekend. But there's foul play afoot when a killer wearing a very hideous mask starts stalking the group yes picking them off one by one savage weekend your your cliff kill notes are getting better and better every week i really appreciate that i really want to commend you on that i don't want to wreck the whole movie in the cliff kill notes we are going to spoil the whole movie yes i want to set it up so now for the rest of the episode people understand what we're talking about it's better than the synopsis that synopsis that you'll find synopsis sizes that you'll find like an imdb or wiki yeah but and you really don't spoil it, because I remember there was times in our past episodes where I was like, well, what do we talk about now, dick? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, very well put, very well Thank said. You. Getting into the intro, uh, it's a very, very specific, like, Blair Witch POV, like, on crack. Like, if, yeah. like the, it seems like the director is just high on, or the cinematographer is high on meth, and the camera's going everywhere. I think to punctuate running through the woods. Yeah. There we hear some bluegrass. This horror music, man. I was really stoked on that, man. Like it was bluegrass picking the banjo. Bang, bang, you know, bang, bang, Cheryl, bang, bang. my fiance Cheryl watched it with me at least this opening part, and she she commented like, "This music's creepy." Yeah, bluegrass sounds, banjo. Yeah. I mean, you can get that setup. like yeah, like uh, squeal like a pig, or you know, you got <laughs> yeah, a pretty deliverance. Mouth. Yeah. yeah so, but it really, and I loved how they sped up <laughs> the the banjo picking. Mm-hmm. Um, as the uh, scene intensified, and yeah. that was um, we're kind of seeing our damsel in distress, who we don't know, um, but we were running from what she thinks is a psycho. But she just stands there. I love how she just stands there, frozen, shaking, and yeah. yeah. But I mean, you have plenty of time to run. I know, but, but she but just stand- stands. So the opening on. scene of this movie is a flashback, yes, exactly, which we're going to catch up to by the end of the movie, which uh, is pretty cool. So you, that's that's the opening scene. She's yeah. she's running through the woods, you know. and then we just kind of do a B roll of the city, kind of yep. letting us know that we're in a city. I guess it's New York. It's New York, yeah. but it's definitely B roll. Just mm-hmm. hey, got your B roll here. Here's the skyline. Yeah, yeah, here's the skyline, and then uh, I think that's where we're going to get to set up the story where we meet. Yeah. Really get to get to know Greg and the players in the movie. Right, Marie is there in their in her apartment with her son Jeremy, and her sister Shirley, their friend Nikki. She's waiting for her ex husband Greg to come pick up. Jeremy, it's it's uh, Greg's turn with Jeremy for the weekend, and Marie's gonna head out out of the country with uh, with Shirley, Nikki, and her new boyfriend Robert. So she, at the same time, she's waiting for Robert. And yes, yeah. and Greg comes in. He's kind of a dick. He's yeah. He's signed. Uh, uh, he, you can tell like this guy's. I don't know. Something's bothering him. Maybe he doesn't like the fact that they're divorced. Or I don't well, no, know. but no, just... they kind of reference. He was in. We'll find out later really why he did go yeah. to the mental institution. But he was in a mental hospital. Or he was yeah. depressed. He uh, he recently lost his job. Right. Um, he can't find a new job. Can't find a either, new job. Marie, is, which is addressed in this scene. Yes, yeah. Marie is very stoked. Well, 
She's trying uh, to be encouraging. She tries to be encouraging, like, and he's like, hey, I'm got a, I think I got a, had an interview with the Food Drug Administration on Tuesday. She's like, that's great. But then they gave away the job Thursday to someone else. Oh, something else will come along. Hey, we just did a scene. That's exactly That's exactly how it went. <laughs> but I was thinking maybe Greg didn't get the job because if he was a, such a dick, maybe he was a dick in Could the interview. Be. Yeah, maybe if he changed up his attitude a little bit. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, so, buckle up, Greg. Yeah, so he's getting ready to leave with uh, with Jeremy, the son Jeremy, who's, this is the only scene we see Jeremy, but... And then new boyfriend Robert comes in with a football, like hey, he's got like a, it's a baseball glove. Oh, okay, hey, that's buddy. What... Here you go. I got this for you. And of course, Greg's just like, "Don't you touch my son." Yeah, don't you touch my son. Get the, you know, he's probably pissed that he's doing his ex-wife. And yeah, so yeah, and Greg storms off. And Greg storms off again. I want to point out that this is where we really get to Nikki's taking care of Jeremy. So they're really, I just really think it's rad. The director was comfortable and lent, like as Andy said, 1976 to put a openly lgbtq character in mm-hmm. the mix and it really i mean it's there's some couple lines where it's brought up but it's not really explored it's not like but you know he's gay yes but it's not like it's a big deal like everyone's just hanging out and right you know until oh, for them see the way i interpreted this nick and maybe you agree i don't know the folks in the city are um enlightened and they're okay with it and then when they get up to the country there's some oh, folks who that's... aren't so okay with it that's what they're they're on their way to right. fix. Yes, they're on the way to fix the boat, uh, and they go yeah. to their. It's not a cabin. It's more like a house. I, I, they yeah. kind of have this idea it's going to be a cabin, but no, it's it's just it's like a an house. Old farmhouse type. Farmhouse. Thing. Yeah, it's a big farmhouse. I think he bought it off of Otis. The 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 way it's not explained in the movie, but it's in Wikipedia. Otis is a is a local up in the country. His father recently passed away. Well, I thought it was his brother, Clarence. Well, that's the thing about Wikipedia and IMDb. It's like it, one of them said brother, one of them said father. <laughs> it's just a male figure in his both. family. Yeah. <laughs> that's the. Uh, that's, um, that's a. Uh... But in any case, uh, Robert has purchased. <laughs> Robert purchased this boat from uh, Otis, but also kept him on to finish building to help it, finish the boat, and that's. It. Yeah. Where we're headed as They're they headed there, yeah. they leave in New York City to head. They, yeah. But before they get to the uh, farmhouse, let's just mm-hmm. call it that, they stop at a corner store, uh, perfectly titled The Corner Store. Yeah. But Nikki notices a, uh, like a, bar, a bar across the street. He goes, yeah. Mother Nikki's going to get herself watered. And and puts chapstick on. <laughs> and um, Marie says something like, you know, now, hey, take it easy. Be good. Know, be good. And he just says something like, I can't get away from my lovers even in the men's room. And yep. you're like, oh, this guy's, this guy's gay. All right. And, and as he enters this bar, he also has super short shorts on. Super short yeah. shorts, a, a shirt, a button-down yeah. shirt that's buttoned down almost like to the f- belly button. Right. Walking into this, you know, hey, this is a this is a backwoods bar, motherfucker. And what so, did he order? No, he the bartender's great. I'm definitely putting the picture of the bartender and the two bar patrons whose asses <clears throat> he kicks. We'll mm-hmm. get to that later, but. I'll definitely put them up because they are the perfect casting for backwoods fucking oh, bar. Oh yeah, central casting. So he yeah. <laughs> he asked for a martini. Right. Or he asked for, can I get a dir- uh, can I get a martini up with a twist? That's right. And, and the bartender's uh, like, what? He's like, what? He's like, do you have any gin? They hands it. He yeah. pour. Uh, like he says, like dirty, fill like fill my glass or dirty up my glass or give me one of the fancy glasses and fill it with gin. Yes. Do you have any gin? Pour some in a glass for and me. Put some vermouth. Yeah, and vermouth. Then he, yeah. And so then he's like, "Here's to us." Yep. After he right. pretty much makes his own drink, doesn't right. pay for it. Right. And it sounds like we're making fun, but that's literally how he talks. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that's Please. literally. Yeah. How he he's talks. very. 
it's it's um I don't think so flamboyant, but very yeah, uh it's, his, it's effeminate. Voice, it's his a little voice bit carries. Yeah, he's yeah. the way he speaks is very effeminate and uh what's he do? He moves around on the other side of the bar and a couple guys there's a guy an old man playing pool. Yeah, that's I don't Talks understand about the moon. That. That's thank you. Yeah. I have that as my question to oh, you, Andy. Well, he was describing how a new moon looks. So a new moon you can't see in the sky. It's dark. But as the moon starts starts to come you know, come back in, I don't know if it's waning or waxing. I think it's waxing when it's coming in. Yeah. Anyway, the shadow of the moon the shadow of the earth off the moon. The moon's usually a sliver and, and it could be a sliver like the shape of a C, which there's nowhere to hang your hat. And that's why it's better to go hunting. But <laughs> sometimes fucking... the sliver of the moon is more like a smile. And the old timer says you can hang your hat on one end, and that's when you should go fishing. That's I... essentially what he was saying. So that scene wasn't, I mean, I guess it, it was, was stupid. Yeah. It was a, a pointless line of dialogue. And we've already spent more time on it than we need to. <laughs> I know. And also, big ups to Andy Carl Sagan Damos over here for Listen, fucking let us uh... I grew up in northern Wisconsin. The two men that we're about to talk about are all over my hometown. <laughs> These, but before, but before the fight happens between the two yeah. bar patrons and Nikki, yeah. they're back at the corner store. We we just kind of flash right. back there where Shirley, Jay, and, uh, and Marie, Marie and Robert and Robert are there. Shirley is Marie's sister, and she holds up this hideous mask that for some reason they're selling at the corner store and goes, oh, "I'm gonna buy this for Nikki." Foreshadowing. Yeah, it's like this gross-looking like mask where half the yeah. skin looks like it's peeled off and it's bloody looking. It's uh. It's just kind of that's like, creepy, like Michael Myers, but more like wound, open wounds, wounds on it yeah. or something. It's nasty. It looks like there's almost uh, burns or scratches through the yeah, face. So, yeah. so gross. Man. Actually, uh, we'll we'll get to that. But I did want to focus <laughs> on the two guys that really want to mess with Nikki. They're like, yeah. "Hey, boy, yeah. I didn't know you could wear swim trunks in here." And Nikki's, of course, playing with them after. Yeah. The new moon, hang your hat on the moon guy is just hanging out. <laughs> so Nikki's like fucking with him and saying, hey, finally one of the Nikki's line is like, what are you going to do with that? He's like, "I." he's talking about his penis, the, the bar patron. I got something. I got something for you. And he's like, and Nikki goes, are you talking about the little thing that you put in your mama every night? Yeah. And then the fight ensues. And, and he fights him. And uh, he kicks the crap out of him. Both of them. Nikki, yeah. He ends up breaking a bottle and holding it to the one guy's neck. To get everyone else to back down, bartender wants him. You know, of course. Yeah, he could, Bartender out walks here. out with a bat. Yeah, the bartender's like, "You got to get out of here, of course." And Nikki um, just ends up throwing the throwing the bottle down and pushing the guy away. And but that's, he makes that line too. That's I didn't. I grew up in the South Bronx, or we kind of learned that Nikki right. is from the South that's Bronx. That's how he knows how to fight. He goes full Rambo on he's these motherfuckers. He's probably had to fight quite a bit. Being, yeah, no, that's a good call. Being an openly gay man in the 70s. That's a good call. You know, if you weren't in the right neighborhood, if you weren't hanging out with the right people, you were a target. That's just how it was. Probably still nowadays. That's There's still plenty of places there where that's true, but... Uh, uh, I like to think that my hometown in northern Wisconsin is not like that anymore, but it certainly was <laughs> yeah. at one time. Well, especially, like you said, in the 70s. But, yeah. again, not to go <laughs> too far. Easy. We, we yeah. should start a political podcast, too, because that thing would be three hours long. That's true. Why don't we do another yeah. <laughs> different different podcast? Uh, then we. Um, I hope we could stay friends. Oh, man. <laughs> they get to the cabin. There's a bat nailed on the door. I never understood. I, I didn't either. There's no way. reference to this in the future. I, no. Again, we, we or in the in the as the movie continues, there's no yeah. reference to them finding this. Who knows who a did bat. it? You know, Why this, they did it's it? The kids around the neighborhood. Yeah, it's a dead bat nailed to the door. Not not like baseball bat bat animal. Yeah, bat. <laughs> dead. 
a nailed. Louisville slugger yeah. is fucking nailed to the door. <laughs> no, no, a flying mouse, flying rat, whatever you want to call it, is nailed to the door, and uh, that's where I think it might have just been a method for them to introduce uh, the fact that there's two light switches in the basement. I, th- I was thinking the same thing. That they needed some reason for somebody to go to the basement. So yeah, they have to go to the basement to get gloves yeah. and uh, 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 something to po- poke the nail out of. Yeah, like like a crowbar, a crowbar, a crowbar, just to get the nail out and, and the right. gloves to handle the dead rodent. Robert goes to the basement, turns on the light switch, and goes to the basement. He gets down there, and that's like. A section of the basement still dark and he yells can you turn on the other switch there's two switches upper one and a lower one i always forget about the upper one which is for shadowing dude this is a big um, foreshadowing moment right here that andy just described yeah the two light switches yeah i thought very smart i mean you know foreshadowing is very important of course but i thought this was a i kind of knew right away i was like this is fucking yeah. telling us something because number one the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, the bat, that's going to come back. The bat and the nail, it's going to come back. Never does. Yeah. There's there's many scenes. This could have been like, this movie could have been like another 20, maybe 20 or 30 minutes. Sure. But they added a lot but of... the uh, fact that there's two light switches here and the guy specifically says, I always forget about that second switch, tells you, number one, he's been there before. He's obviously been up there before. But number two, uh, why would that be? Why that needs to be important later on in the movie, and if it's not important later on in the movie, then this is bad writing. <laughs> Again, I, so. I, I, you know, this 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 writer and director is hitting a genre that really hasn't been explored. I mean, mm-hmm. he, you know, bringing a mask, psycho killer. You know, uh, we find out who the killer is later, of course, just like mm-hmm. any slasher movie that we dig. But uh, again, oh, I wanted to. I'm sorry. I wanted to say one thing when they first discovered the bat nailed to the door. I wrote it down. Um, Jay, the uh, Roberts, uh, Roberts buddy, buddy, who's up there uh, getting away from his wife for the weekend. He said something like, um, "There's a nail through it. It's it's not moving." And Nikki just goes, "Well, would you move if somebody put a nail through you?" Which is, which is also a little foreshadowing uh, when we get to our kill count. Oh yes, right? dude. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank a you. that's a big applause sign coming yeah. up here in the uh, studio at yeah. Slash U. So they, you know, this is slow character development, though. I know I've said that already, but uh, <clears throat> again, like we're 15, 20 minutes in, I'm still like, who in the fuck is Marie? Right. Shirley's her sister. What? Right. And this Jay guy, we we find out the real reason why Jay is down here. He's a stockbroker as well, but he knows boats. And so, yeah. Yeah. Robert wants him down here because Otis, who we're about to meet, is doing a shitty job on the boat. Right. So that's a little we're kind of jumping the gun here and kind of diving in. But let's meet Otis. The the bluegrass music starts, yep. and uh, I'm not gonna lie, man, I really dig this bluegrass music. I think it really, as to what your what Cheryl says, yeah, your fiance. Um, really adds to the moment and adds to Otis right away. You know who Otis is as being like a yokel um, who likes to talk to his, I said dead brother's grave, but maybe it was his it father. his father, I really don't um, know. Let's just say like, you know, his dead, fuck, his dead male relative's Relative. grave. I was but, looking for... That's where we learn about the boat and now that Robert now owns the boat that he's hired Otis to work on. But maybe it was his dad's or his brother's. It was his, it was his male relative's boat. Yeah. This boat is such a big part of this fucking film. <laughs> say boat some more. Yeah, really. Uh, every time we say boat, you got to fucking drink. Otis is there at uh, his... What? You're his, already wasted? Otis is there at his relative's uh, grave, and he's talking, you know, about... He's mad that Robert... Uh, mm-hmm. He's mad that Robert uh, uh, took over ownership of the boat. He, he's worried he's going to screw it up. He's going to screw up your boat, and blah, blah, blah. I wanted to point out Otis 
played by William Sanderson. Oh, big guy. Probably one of the more famous people starring in this movie. He he's known um, at least to our generation as uh, the guy on Newhart. I'm Larry. This, this is my brother Daryl. This is my other brother Daryl. He's that guy, William Sanderson, and he's been in so many other things. Oh yeah, you can. But just pretty recognizable this from uh, is... the, the Bob Newhart show. Yes, and yeah. many more. There was also the lead actor from the Reanimator, Mac, who plays Mac. He was in it. Uh, the guy who played Nikki, unfortunately, died at the young age of sixty years old in an avalanche. Oh my! Yeah, uh, but he, he was Christopher uh, Allport. Yeah, he was also Nikki. in uh, Jack Frost. I think that was one of his big like, which oh, is you know, like, Michael Keaton. No, movie. what was the fucking one about the evil snowman? I thought that was it. Oh, I, Jack Frost is a Michael Keaton movie where he turns into a oh, snowman. Oh, yeah, no, this one's like evil Jack Frost. I forget. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Shit. I'm glad we're not that popular yet, and our two listeners yeah. won't like give they me shit care. on social yeah. media. But we did get the story of Otis, what he's doing Yep. Um, as far as talking to his dead relative's grave, yep. worried about the boat. And so he is telling the male relative that is dead, uh, six feet under, I'm going to make sure this boat stays with us. Yeah. We flash forward to Robert and Marie. Marie and Mac. Yeah, they're out fishing with Mac. Mac is a This is where local. we first we first we first meet Mac. Yep, he's um sort of acting as a fishing guide more or less. Well, he's know. a he's a lumberjack. He's, he's a he's, lumberjack. Yeah, um, he's and he's doing all the lumber for I yeah. guess the boat. Wikipedia says that Robert's getting the wood for the yes. boat from Mac. I don't also, even read Wikipedia. I know. I always look I browse it really quickly, but I like to browse it after I've watched the movie once. Yeah, no, I know, dig it. So I don't get spoiled, but Wikipedia also said that um, Mac uh, owned the the house that Robert was using, or, or that or Robert bought it from Mac or somebody. Okay. Know? So it's all kind of one little neighborhood here. Mac is uh, knows Robert. Obviously, Robert's been up there a few times. They're all out fishing, and Mac is telling um, tells a, a rumor about Otis, which well, may or may not be true. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think it's I think it's true for our listeners out there. Mac, if you could think of he's creepy as fuck, but like think yeah. of a roughed up backwoods Tom Selleck. Yeah, he's got a big old mustache. Yeah, and and he does he like you think he'd be a you know if he went to like a big city he could get trimmed up and he'd probably be a really handsome guy mm-hmm. he's like the brawny man yeah. oh hey that's a great uh, one that's a yeah. but even brawny he's a kind of cleaned up yeah <laughs> mac looks this, like he smells yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's just say he doesn't have any deodorant yeah, yeah. but uh, they always this is what i also noticed too andy <laughs> that throughout this movie they listen to a radio and every time the radio is on it's a weird reverend going Jesus is yes. the savior. It's and a very interesting radio station. Yep. It's always a like whacked out reverend, you know, like a te- you know, tele and tele evangelist, but not tele radio evangelist. Yep. Who is preaching, you know, the sins and the righteousness of the Lord, you know, of you, you yep. know, find Lord shit, whatever. I'm not really. It's a very expensive. yeah evangelical radio station. Yeah. So, so I thought that was <clears throat> interesting. But then, uh, as Andy was alluding to. Um, we are going to hear more about Otis and his backstory. Marie's there on the boat tanning. Mm-hmm. Robert and Mac are fishing. And Mac's telling a story about Otis. Uh, it may or may not be true. And while he's telling the story, we we actually see it played out. You know, a reenactment or scene yeah. was... uh, about, um, what was it, some girl was up. He liked that, that Otis liked. He fancied. He fancied her. Yeah. yeah he Everybody has her. a southern accent in upstate New York, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, then um, this girl went off with some other guy from the town she liked, and Otis didn't take a liking to that. He wasn't stoked on that. And he um, followed her one day, and, well, and they, they, 
the scene that you she see. She liked to go to the bar. She liked yeah. the she so that wasn't probably proper for a girl to go right. to a bar by herself. So so the scene that you see is basically uh, this girl and this other guy making out, and Otis sneaking up on him. Hits the guy. Hits the guy with like a stick or something, or a big bar or something. Yeah. And knocks him down and bashes his head against a rock. But is that was it the rock? Because then I feel like he clasps his hands together like you know like two like a boulder. You're making your two hands into a boulder and goes yeah. like that. Just bashes the guy. Yeah. Is that our first kill? I I guess. I mean, I feel like blood this is, is gurgling out of his mouth. Right, right. But this is a story. I have no way of knowing if this is actually true or not. I mean, do you think it's true that Otis killed this man? And then. <laughs> And then what he did to the feet? Well, I mean, I think he would still be in jail. Right. He dragged the girl back to a barn, and he branded her. Locked he took, her head into a he vice. He her head into, a, like, a vice and, and while she's awake and conscious, and he heats up this, like, T-shaped yes. uh, a piece of metal, a brand, which yep. they use to brand cattle. Totally. And he hits her with it on the chest, apparently. Yeah, rips her bra off. Uh, he hits. He hits. So that's our first boobies. Bo- boobies. By the way. Uh, but not a good scene because you're no, really worried about the girl. You picture a capital T that's laying on its side. He hits her that way, and he flips it around, and he hits her with it again to make a capital H, which uh, Mac tells us in the story. Brands her as a whore, and of course Robert says, "Why did he use an H?" <laughs> Well, I guess Otis didn't know how to spell whore. Yeah, he was kind of a dumb... I mean, because Otis is a dumb it guy. begins with a W. And yeah. they all laugh at Otis. Yeah. <laughs> because even the grave that he's talking to, it says, see Clarence, like whoever Clarence is, the brother or the father, mm-hmm. it said died 1976, and died is spelled D-Y-E-D. D-Y-E-D, And it yeah. looks like it's written like in a paintbrush. Like, yeah. So. Meanwhile, uh, Otis is watching them from, a fu- from yes. the shore while they're all out in the rowboat having a laugh at his expense he can watch him from the shore so you're you know you're like okay is otis gonna be our killer you're kind of wondering who otis is because he's yeah. pretty much known that you know i care about this boat yeah he doesn't seem to you know then you hear this story and then you as you meet otis you know he's not all together there right and as otis is watching um shirley decides to go lay out in the field we we cut back to the cabin and yeah, sh- the house mm-hmm. and, and yeah shirley's going tanning and, but she does it naked. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Jay is uh, following her. Jay, mm-hmm. Jay goes and Nikki mm-hmm. sees them from the house. Nikki looks out the window and sees Jay following uh, Shirley off into the woods to go tanning. That's where we actually hear that interesting radio station that you mentioned. No, they, you hear it in the. Uh, you do. Yeah, you hear it on the or, boat too. Okay, yeah, but for sure. I, I first caught it here. Uh, oh yeah, in the back because Nikki was in his bedroom. Um, and the music, the move, the station was playing, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" They guy listen to, to it in, in the barn where they're building the boat. They, yeah. I mean, it's really kind of must be the only station they can get. Up <laughs> yeah, there. up in the is it is upstate New York? I mean, Wikipedia says it is. I don't fucking know, all right. man. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Wikipedia. They better fucking start paying. No, I, I do. The film follows a woman who retreats to upstate New York with her wealthy boyfriend, her sister, a friend, only to be stalked by a killer in a disfigured man. All right, well, I'm going to say it's upstate Minnesota. They drove from New York to Andy's old hometown sure in upstate. Like, no. Sure seems like Arkansas to me. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you really see like these guys in upstate New York, but again, um, yeah. I could be wrong. Shirley oh, uh, sure. is laying out naked. Tanning. Um, tanning nude we go back to the boat before robert decides to he wants to go check on his boat and see how otis is doing he's like i'm gonna dive off the boat and just swim swim ashore ashore. yeah and uh cool off yeah cool Um, off i get i thought you know even mac was like i can row you ashore 
He's like, no, it's cool. But as he gets up a hook, this is an awkward scene for it me. It was weird. Like, he, uh, Robert gets a fish hook stuck in his foot. And yeah. Max's like, you want me to get that did for you? You, <laughs> but you did want you, me to get that for did you? Did you catch, like, how it happened? Yeah. Like, did you see how it played yeah, out? Like, he was... The, they, the camera shows you the hook on the on the floor yes. of the boat, and then cuts to like Marie. You you get the sense that Marie sees it, and then you, and Mac is winding up the fish white fishing line as Robert steps on it. You see Mac's hands pull. He he's doing on it on purpose. He hooked him in, on purpose. Yeah, hooked him in the foot. So I I was and I think Marie saw it. Okay, well Marie's. A <laughs> I whole... need to calm down. I yeah, yeah. For, yeah all right, we're gonna take a break so we can. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. Have I'm sorry. Some, smell some incense and drink some tea. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's it's the point. It's a good point though because Marie is a complex character, and that's how her her development is slow. But mm-hmm. it's slow enough where it keeps me interested. Because I agree with you. Why didn't she say anything? And she seems to kind of freak out. She Mac is freaking her out. Mac, the whole story where she's At sunbathing. The same time turning her on. Yes, she's like, <laughs> oh god, there's some weird shit that's going to keep happening. In this movie. I implore everyone that's uh, a fan of Slash U to watch this movie, and then Killer Workout, um, and then Blood <laughs> Diner. But before, so it was a weird scene where they finally get the hook out, yeah. and then he's like, okay, well I'm going to leave. I'm going to swim. So he dies. Just an awkward yeah. dive. It wasn't a. It wasn't a bad. Idea. It wasn't a. Greg Luganis style and, dive. And yeah, he's, so he's, he, he's a fat old dude who jumps in the water. And leaving Marie and creepy Tom Selleck on the boat. Yeah. Otis still watching. And that's when um, Mac decides to tell Marie, if I had a woman like you, I, I sure wouldn't let her alone. Yeah. If I had a woman like you, I sure wouldn't let her alone. And, and Marie says jealousy is stupid. Yeah, she's like pissed off. She, We find out that, you know, she. we're starting to kind of realize, man, this chick is complex. Like she, Ugh. chick, sorry, uh, this woman is complex we find out that uh greg was a press secretary she tells mac the story of her husband right. who was a press secretary for governor beach right. who destroyed greg before he committed suicide governor beach committed suicide but before he committed suicide greg he, you know fucked up his career greg yep. went mental because of it i actually did a brief search on new york governors Ooh. through history there there was no governor beach that i could find who killed himself so I'm glad uh, you did that because if I, I'm wrong, go ahead and correct me. At least we'll have some audience engagement. <laughs> <laughs> but I could not. I could not find any record of a of a governor beach in New York. We're only doing this for uh, our family and ma- uh, my buddy Scotty Kellenbeck, who made these great slash U shirts that slash we're wearing. T-shirts. Shout out to Scott. Um, Scotty Kellenbeck. Uh, I'm sure he's listening too. So yep. um, we get back to the nude sunbathing. Very yeah. kind of like sensual. This is when I thought, Andy, that I was watching soft porn. Jay just walks up. Jay just walks up, doesn't do anything, and just takes off his takes clothes. Takes off his clothes. She doesn't cover up. Takes off his pants. She accepts it. Uh, lays down. Do they have sex? Or do yes. they just make out with her for 30 seconds? You would not. She's naked. He's naked. You, I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it so was they, 30 they seconds. probably did, but it but was very quick. It was very quick. Hey, and, now. Shout out to last week. <laughs> uh, but there was also some quick moments, too, that we've seen in our episodes. And i got to research that because I was watching one. Man, this motherfucker not only finishes quick, he just gets up, leaves her, like, going, uh, where are you going? Can't we at least, like, hang out and snuggle? talk? Or something. <laughs> I know it's warm and shit. I mean, we're sunbathing, but yeah. he puts on his shorts and wa- puts on his shorts and walks off. But Nikki's watching too. I-, I know that Nikki is our LGBTQ, which you know I was thinking maybe he's bisexual because he seems to be getting angry. He's grabbing Bob wire fiercely. Yes, I think he likes the pain. 
Ooh. I think that's why he picked a fight with the bar patrons, and I think Dude, that's, that's why you're in going, this scene, you're going Nick style. I think like... that's why in this scene he grabs the barbed wire and like you know cutting into his hand. I think Nikki likes the pain. You could make the argument maybe Nikki is not comfortable with himself, and he chooses when he sees you know heterosexual sex, he chooses to hurt himself. Holy huh? shit, dude! I this know, is we're thirty minutes in, and I'm I'm like this is some deep ass psychology stuff. But because I did that's one thing I was, that was weird, and I know we're gonna jump to more scenes, but he seems to be enthralled with Shirley, right? Not so much his uh, her sister Marie, right? And Robert, but it's very interesting. And and it wasn't that uncommon in the seventies for a homosexual man to be sort of self hating. You know, well, it's unfortunate, but yes, it's very unfortunate. It's still even today, and I just in, hopefully... in that day and age, that was not a normal thing. It was something that a lot in a lot of places it was frowned upon, and therefore, if you were a, a gay man back then, you probably or gay, or, didn't like yourself. Yes, a very you much. A gay person. So. Uh, if you ever feel, and I'm not joking around here, if you ever feel you're, that you're alone, there's many uh, resources oh, out man. there for you. Yeah. Uh, we're here for you. Nobody should feel alone no nowadays. No one should ever feel alone nowadays. So, um, And I mean that. I'm not going to start joking around. So let that one go. <laughs> Nick's being sentimental. <laughs> no, I'm being serious, man. No, and, it's and true. So, you're absolutely right. Um, you're absolutely right. I do want to just go like this. Namaste. And let's get back to I the know. podcast. We're... Um, I thought, we were, the... I thought we were going to zip through this movie quickly today. I know. Well, wait, wait, wait. I think it's it's starting to move now because oh, they're going yeah. to the boat. They're going to the barn to see the boat. They're going to see Otis. Otis is slacking off. Um, and so instead of getting busted slacking off, he grabs a shotgun, scares the fuck out of them as they open the barn door mm-hmm. before he kills a blast of rat. Yeah. Yeah, what? he pretends... Not uh, farts. He, well, he actually kills a rat. He doesn't pretend, but he, he was just laying around. You're right. And so... I suppose, yeah, to look busy, he shoots a rat, and and then they're they're kind of climbing around the boat, and Robert's just basically saying like he hasn't done anything I told him to do, and they're joking around at Otis's expense while Otis is right there, steps away. Well, yeah, but Robert does tell Otis, and this is when I love Otis. I, I really think his character is fun because again, really quick development, um, similar to Nikki. Robert tells uh, Otis that Jay's here to help because mm-hmm. you've been slacking off. And if you don't like it, you can get out. But um, Otis is like, you're pretty dumb. You're you're a pretty dumb guy, Mister. And mm-hmm. this is a guy that can't spell whore. So um, H O R. Nobody knows it. H O R. That's how you spell it. That's how you spell it. That's, that's why how, I branded that woman with an H. That's yeah. a, is that the basketball game I always used to play? Whore. You remember you said, horse? That's what it was. Um, Nikki Shirley Marie jump around the boat like as. as um, Andy was saying, but yeah. you never really get a full picture of the boat. Like you could see the the bow and the the yeah. skeleton of it, but this boat is very important in the film. But there's, it's just well, it's going to be a big boat. Of course, Nikki's just like, how are you going to get it out of here? You're going to need a, a rainstorm, like, and get it out of here, like Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark, yes. And, like well, the barn, the barn walls come down. And yeah, you get, it, get out it out that way. So, so it's, it's it's like a yacht, really. It's a big it's ass a big boat, boat, dude. I mean, like when they were so. playing, I mean. Even the bow, or like, what do you call the the, the lower of the for our nautical listeners out there? I don't the, know what the fuck I'm talking the about. Underneath, the, uh, yeah, it's yeah. huge. I mean, it's big. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Mac, again, we go back to Mac, our drug-induced Tom Selleck. Yeah. Well, that night, that night, uh, Robert and Marie are laying in bed, and Marie says something about Mac, like. 
he tells such horrible stories, and Robin just says, oh, he's just Irish like most of them up here. Like, be a blood and gore. Yeah, like, that's their stories. <laughs> he's just Irish like most of them up here. You know how those Irish guys are. They... And we have a, an Irish fan, I know, but it, this is in this movie. Uh, that's what the guy says. He's just, you know how they like their blood and their gore and their stories, and so it's gross. But they, 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 they do, as, as Mac is working on lumber, Otis is going back to his brother's grave, to yeah. or his male relative's grave, yeah. to a bitch uh, about uh, the group that has come up from the city to yep. build, and that has bought the boat, and they're building it. And he's like, Otis is like, I'll tell you, Clarence, they jump all over the boat like hounds on a bitch. <laughs> and he also talks about Marie and says, well, there's one of them, and she's a pretty girl. And then we hear, like, this Irish flute music. I wish I would have recorded that for our social media. But now I'm, like, hearing Irish flute, which I thought was funny that you brought up Irish. Because yeah. right when the, it's the next thing that I wrote, it was like, this Irish flute and bluegrass. Like, why does Irish flute music and bluegrass come into the same thing? And I believe that bluegrass should continue to be. If we, when, when we make our slasher movie, yeah. we're going to use more banjo. Right. But um, as Andy was saying, they were lying in bed. He's undoing her top, and the sex commences. Oh yeah, let's touch some boobies. But as but he's touching boobies, Marie, yes, has a, a quick vision of her ex-husband. Greg, Greg is yes across the room. Uh, and then Robert's face changes to Greg. So yes. she's fantasizing uh, having sex with her ex-husband. You know what? On my first viewing, I thought it was Mac. Because Mac and Greg both have that mustache. big old mustaches. Yeah, and that kind of... And, yeah. and the same kind of hairstyle. And so it was darker. It was a little darker. But I thought like maybe she was fantasizing about a more cleaned up version of Mac. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's her ex-husband. So... Yeah, Marie still got feelings for Greg, her ex-husband. Yes, and obviously. <laughs> and and this also reminds me that like you brought up earlier that Maurice also seems enthralled with Mac. Yeah, that's true. Because she goes up to like I guess he's working on a on a he's working in a tiller or like a big ass bobcat or whatever and, and they're always touching things sexually like Yeah. You know, like she's grabbing his arm. She sort of rubs his forearm. Yeah, and she's rubbing like the, the fucking um and the shock thing on the, the like, hydraulics. Hydraulics yeah, on the, on the, the machine. The, yeah. And she's like jerking that off and jerking <laughs> off his hand and she's jerking off his arm. She's fascinated by all this yeah. hard steel. And he, and, so he pulls out a match, lights it, and goes, You're playing with fire, Missy. He says, Here's what happens. <laughs> because Nick's not doing it justice. She she rubs his forearm. He stops what he's doing, looks at her, and goes, What do you want? And yes. she kind of looks away and just like, I don't know. Yes. And then he pulls out a match and lights it on the on the, the, the piece of machinery and goes um, and shoves it in her face and goes, You see that? And she's like, Huh. And he goes, That's what you're playing with. Well, that's fire. a fire. Yeah, yeah. You're, hey, you're, you're playing with fire, so Marie. And, even uh, though Mac has already hit on her once out in the rowboat by saying, if I had a woman as pretty as you, I wouldn't leave her alone. And now she sort of reciprocates with a little forearm stroke. Now he's like rebuffing her, like, you're playing with fire, get away. So I very mixed signals here. Very yeah, but I, I also love, me. too, how uh, Mac sees her his sister Shirley because she's walking over there with her sister Shirley. That's she's right. like, he's like, I don't know what your dad did, but he sure made beautiful babies. Right. So, so I thought that was pretty. I was like, that's a good line. I think I'm going to use that. If I wasn't married and I yeah. was still single and I was hitting the bars, <laughs> I think that would be a, a great line. Um, that is a good compliment. But this is I where I don't get the scene where he, we, we have to bring the bar guy back. The bar guy who Nikki's, yep. one of the guys who Nikki's, uh, Nikki kicked this guy's ass. Yep. The guy, I guess the guy wearing the Yacht Rock hat, he's got yeah. his face all bandaged up and he's like, I'm going to take care of that group. And Mac's like, not until I tell you to. Yep. 
And the guy's like, no, we're going to do it. And he gets and Mac, cracked in the stomach. Yeah, Matt yeah. cracks him in the stomach. <laughs> hits him in the stomach. So then you're led to Why believe... Why is that needed? Yes. Yeah, well, you're led to believe, well, what's Mac thinking? Is he planning something with this group? Is Mac our killer? That's exactly what I was thinking, too, man. Is Damn Otis it. our killer? Is Mac our killer? And then Where even, are we at? Where are we at? Even, like, they're going to try to say these two guys in the bar, but I was like, no, that's too weak. Oh, but yeah, because they Otis, didn't develop those guys at all. But even Otis, you know, it's like, yep. but again, the, you know, a movie made in the 1970s, you don't know which way the direction's going. I mean, but yep. eventually I knew, that, I, I knew that Otis wasn't the killer. Um, again, a classic POV shot of... Yeah, the, everybody's out away from the house. Yeah, and this things. is where we, the killer walks the house to find... I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. He finds his gloves and he finds the mask. And I believe this is 1976, man. Again, I'm opening this up to our listeners hopefully three four of you now if you know of any other <laughs> pov like not not alfred hitchcock i'm talking slasher slash you kind of stuff pov style like this like this is this is great mm-hmm. he walks around we find out like what he's looking for gloves that they they use to get the bat with mm-hmm. the mask that nikki bought or that sorry that um shirley, shirley bought. bought for nikki and um a sweater Somebody's sweater was somebody's sweater. Yeah, head. he puts that on. And... But we're always flashing back to this. But Marie, um, we, we Marie is talking to her sister as the Irish flute plays, and she tells her sister that she doesn't fear anything. Like she, you know, she remember she talked about the jealousy. She talked about not feeling nothing but fear because of what happened to Greg and how Greg's feeling. So there still is some connection between Marie, Marie and Greg. Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while the killer's kind of wandering around the house, you know, we're. Everybody else is away doing their thing. Um, <clears throat> Robert and Marie are kind of tanning on the side of a hill, and uh, Shirley is flirty with Jay, and uh, Shirley uh, gets in a rowboat, and Jay wasn't that like or Jay was well, working Jay, on the boat. Jay, Jay was working on the boat. And he was, again, listening to, to that, break. listening to that weird reverend. Yeah, yeah he was working. So break. he comes and joins all his pals yeah. at the at the lake because they're sunbathing and. You know, Nikki is there with, and, and Shirley, they're talking, and of course, Robert yeah. Marie, but um, this is, he grabs, Jay grabs a beer, yeah. sits down, and you can already tell he's kind of a fuck boy, like, he's just <laughs> like, hey, whatever, but Shirley, like, likes him, and so yeah. she's like, hey, do you want to, do you want to hook up, or do you want to go swimming? Go swimming. Maybe later. Yeah. But she leaves a worm. He leaves an earthworm on his shoulder. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, so, so then they, they Of course, uh, Marie's like, have you called your wife? And Jay's like, no, Why? And and Robert's like there aren't any singles bars up here. Yes, and that's great. I guess it's just you and Otis. And Jay's like me and Otis. That's so funny. <laughs> so and flashing. Oh, go ahead. I'm he sorry. ends up chasing after uh, Shirley. Shirley after gets she in leaves, a rowboat. rowboat yeah. Jay jumps in the water and climbs into the boat, and they row off together. And we're, we're flash forwarding always back to the house. The as house the killer, with the killer. As the killer around. walks. Yeah. Um, Back to the boat, uh, Jay's like, "Hey, I think something's on your shoulder." And he takes her, takes her bathing, takes her swimsuit top off. So again, a lot of <laughs> this is, I believe, the most boobies we've seen in any of these in movies. any of these movies. Yeah. Um, but they're adults; they're not teenagers. Like, so right. I think that's a kind of a, a big difference. And he killer... says, "Like, we should do something really filthy, like make mud pies." Yeah, yeah. Shirley's <laughs> like, "Make mud pies." Smacks mud <laughs> on his face, and he's like, "No, like really dirty." Um, and I'm like, "What the?" F- Dude. <laughs> and uh, again, going back to the you know again flashing back and forth between the boat mm-hmm. uh, and and then where as a killer the POV of the killer walking the house we he finds the mask for some reason hanging on a hall lamp or a hall light yeah there's lights coming coming out of the through eyes. it I did take a photo of that that I will definitely okay. post on our uh, uh, social media channels sweet because I really thought that was creepy thought yeah. it was interesting because I can't see someone you got this mask just hang it somewhere like hanging I it on a light is a severe fire hazard I don't know why they did that 
Yeah, especially in the seventies, and, and especially like in a, uh, a a farmhouse up north. Like yeah. it's, probably, it's probably that wiring's probably from the eighteen hundreds. Very stupid. It's probably knob and tube wiring. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> so Shirley and Jay do it. Oh yeah, this was a bit of a sex scene. Wasn't it was. It? He was like, I don't. How can I sound not so graphic? But he was. Yeah. Why he he was he so was, crude. He was sucking on the booby. Like he started Who? sucking booby. Oh, Jay, Jay on yeah. On Shirley? Yes. Yeah. I just remember them being real sweaty and, uh, you know, she's kind of in front of him. Yes. Calling him. uh, We call that cowgirl. You really don't like women, do you? Yes. And he's just like some parts of them and she looks like she's in pain for a second. Like, was he, was he like, I mean, like that's, was he going somewhere else that he shouldn't have been traditionally? Like, that's a nice, polite way to put it. He probably, (laughs) he probably was going somewhere he shouldn't have, and he made Shirley angry because a little bit later in the movie, she doesn't like him anymore. Yes, she does not like him at all. We won't go into detail at all, but needless to say, they were having sex, and then she got mad after the sex, probably because of something Jay did or somewhere he went. After this podcast, stay tuned for the Nick and Andy sex podcast yeah. where we could, no, um, yeah, have your kids tune in. We'll educate them. <laughs> so this is the creepiest scene in the whole fucking film as, oh as after <laughs> this disturbs the fuck out of me, Andy, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and just dive into it. Do it. Creepy fucking scene. Creepy fucking scene. Is this Marie and Mac, uh, Mac and Marie? They yeah, just drank another beer. Okay. I, ugh. But please, I hope you can listen to this. I guess you can. I'm hearing you. I'm just going to go ahead and start with it. Marie and Mac together, they jerk off a cow udder. <laughs> How is the director trying to make milking a cow sexy? How in the fuck do they say, hey, let's milk this cow? Again, we've already know that Marie has this infatuation with grabbing shit and like jerking it off. So, okay. Oh, by the way, she's here for eggs. She's like, hey, we need some eggs. So I guess he... Yeah, he obviously brought, he, Mac owns a farm. Yeah, so he grabs her a pail of eggs and... So Mac's like saying, hey, I'll show you how to milk a cow. Because she's all grabbing it and jerking Have it. Have you ever tasted it. it fresh? Yeah, you ever tasted it fresh. So, And then he then he takes the milk in his hands. Like he takes the udder, jerks off the udder. Well, he's milking the cow. He puts it He puts it in his hand and rubs it all over. He rubs the milky. He rubs the milk over Marie's milky legs. And then the creepy music starts and Mac right. is ready to play. And, and Marie's kind of like backing away from him. But at the same time, likes it. You can't tell because Mac like reaches out and touches her breast. Yes, she's kind of like, no, don't, but also don't stop. It's like, what the hell's going uh, again, on here? And we, please, let's, lest we forget. I'm not were, editing out that, by the way. You going? Good, good, because they were jerking up. They milking a cow, Nick. It's not jerking. No, but it was. It was very sexual. Please watch the film. I wish I could just. I believe I described it pretty well. It was creepy. I feel yeah. bad for that cow. That cow was raped on 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 camera. Don't watch this film with your parents. Don't watch it if you're close with a cow. I think yeah. this would make cows. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So anyway, so uh, her blouse or her shirt kind of gets caught on a nail and partially rips, and Mac goes in to start making out with her. She grabs like a like a like piece of equipment or a hook off the wall and lightly hits him in the head and he goes ow you know and that's how she sort of gets away like no i don't want it was a, this. Li- it was a light hit though it was yeah. so played out like i don't was... want this no and he's just like whatever oh my god you know so very mixed signals from these two very yeah mixed signals as they just two. took advantage of a cow and yeah. also otis is watching this oh right otis had the binox on binox thing otis is a voyeur <laughs> Jay is wondering why Shirley's pissed off. We're, We're back, back at the, the farmhouse, yeah. and Jay's messing with Shirley. She's, she's done nails. with him. She doesn't like him because uh, it's surprising she's able to sit down. But anyway, I guess he wa- he looks at a lot of porn. 
Wait, no. Uh, I guess he looks at a lot of porn because that's the problem. He, you know, she's like, you only know women from girly magazines. And I think that's because I was trying to figure out too. Why does she all of a sudden hate him? Uh, but you're right. She says, uh, "I thought you were different, but apparently you, you get all your knowledge of women from, from." Magazines, girly magazines girly that magazines. you think they like they don't so that's why i think jay was trying to do something to her that she wasn't accustomed to yeah or privy to right or comfortable with and, and then Nikki, nikki's eavesdropping yeah he's listening from afar like he has done jay noticed this and he i remember as he because he's given up on shirley jay notices nikki listening and he just looks at her and says you two girls play nice now yeah calling nikki a girl so so jay Jay leaves yeah he storms off he's like i'm gonna go work on the boat Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go work on the boat where his death awaits right our (laughs) our killer um just sort of jumps jay in the barn and strangles him with like a garret like a big like a wire it was rope this was a great shot yeah because this is right roughly 50 minutes in too yes to the movie this is a 84 85 minute movie 100 oh an hour 27 minutes so yes and uh, minutes. 87 minutes and um and our first kills were like 50 minutes in but i it really did like the story held me the, mm-hmm. even like i could say even maybe the slow character development held mm-hmm. me but they hoisted i love the creepy scene where the killer is hoisting him up we start with his yeah. head then it goes to his like his chest and then his you know groin and his feet. The yeah from like the yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's really it really and then he spins there yes. he's spinning and this... there's a there's a cuckoo bird sound effect in the background i did not what the i fuck? had the volume cranked what was that for watching then? it i don't know it was probably just ambient music but i thought it was kind of creepy how jay's still yes dead body hanging there spinning in here cuckoo, cuckoo. I, I love i, I andy <laughs> I, that was one of my favorite scenes yeah. um not my dick shot kill though no 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 not mine either but the, the... i mean a guy getting hanged <laughs> pedestrian Seriously. Moving on. See that every fucking day. Oh, jeez. Slash you. Um, what's the special dinner they're having? I guess they're, they're having getting a ready. Yeah. So they then they decide they want to get ready. I put in my notes weird dinner. <laughs> no, they're saying they're having a masquerade, and then yeah. Shirley looks at Robert and says, "Oh, you don't have fun. Right. Stockbrokers don't have fun. Only when we're counting money." Well, they're all getting all super dressed up. Yeah. Tuxedo. But, but they're calling dresses. it a masquerade. Yeah. I guess they're they're not going anywhere. They don't just, care about Jay. Yeah, they well they wonder where he is, but, but they yeah, but they, they don't, don't care. They're, they're not going anywhere, but they're getting super spruced up, makeup, tuxedos, dresses, and um, Marie kisses Robert, but when he goes off to look for Jay, but calls him back and like really kisses him, you know. So Marie, I think, is trying to remind herself, I like this guy, uh, and be, despite what happened with Mac and the cow. And we didn't even <laughs> talk about well, yeah, when they were the jerking off the cow and and with Milking the back the thing. Ca- no, they were jerking off that cow. It's a female cow. I understand that, but they were doing weird shit to that udder. It made me uncomfortable, and I was about to turn off the movie. But we also forget that scene, too. They, she she sees Greg. Greg is standing there. like She envisions oh, Greg. Oh, when, when Mac was hitting on her? Yes. Yeah, she, over her over his shoulder, sees yes, just has right. a flash where she sees Greg. So she's, I can't get over the cow. She's thing. had all kinds of uh, mixed emotions here. So when they're getting ready for their fancy dinner party, that's where she, I think, extra... He, like kisses Robert. Like I like this guy. He's I'm, stable, and I want. To I make want it to. I want. Him. I want to make that happen. I, I want, want. I want to keep the relationship going. I yes. want to love him uh, because Shirley's there on the bed, painting her nails, getting ready, whatever. And Robert leaves. I'm gonna go look for Jay. Smokes a pipe. Uh, yeah, and um, Shirley, uh, uh, tobacco pipe. Shirley says, um, "I saw him going off to the west." And Jay, you know, uh, Robert's like, "Thanks, ma'am," and leaves. And and Marie kind of gives Shirley a little like. I think I want to try to love him. I want to 
I want to move on. Yes. I, want like, to, I mean, there could be a future with Robert yeah, Murray. I want to make this work. So, so. As, as Jay is, I'm sorry, as Robert is looking for Jay, mm-hmm. the killer is ready with a rock in his hand. He's ready to fucking attack he's Robert. He's in the barn just walking back and forth. Yep. And he's ready for Robert if he comes in, but Robert never goes in. Kind of mm. looks in, but just decides, I'm going to go back to the party yeah. where the dinner, where, where, I'm going to go back to the dinner party where it continues. And, and the killer is watching from outside. Um, <laughs> the funny uh, joke I wrote to myself that the, uh, <laughs> I think the, um, uh, where did I put it? The killer in this movie probably kills more time than people. <laughs> High five. Because uh, he's in the barn just pacing back oh, and yeah. forth, with which must be for hours while they have their fancy party. So I want to say thank you, new, new, new Borat movie, for bringing the... <laughs> High five. Um, do you <laughs> like me? Uh, the That's terrible. So they... Not as bad as Hubie Halloween. But. So uh, <laughs> Nikki cooked dinner for everybody. He's all dressed up fancy. Robert's dressed up fancy. Shirley and Marie. All, so the four of them are sitting down to dinner. But comes nice, the bar of the fancy car. dinner. Yes. Yeah. They, they are obviously just resigned to the fact that maybe Jay's still pissed off at yeah. Shirley and he's off somewhere on his own. Totally. There's a knock at the door. It's Mac... He wants to borrow the car to take his daughter to the movies. Robert's like, yeah, just here are the keys. The keys are in it. Go ahead. And this Marie... is where we see a compassionate side of Max. Sorry to interrupt, but oh, this yeah. is like where we're starting to see. He's got a daughter. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's that's cool. Like, I mean, even Tony Soprano, I mean, there's a lot of bad people that had kids and sure. daughters, but we see that Max actually may be a caring guy, not that creepy fucking dude on the boat that we exactly. first met when he was like, you know, hooking He's fucking... not a cow rapist at all. No. Uh, and so... <laughs> <laughs> Marie, uh, however, Marie is, oh, shit. despite what Nick thinks, Hashtag cow rapist. Mac is not oh. a cow rapist. But Marie obviously is uncomfortable with him and says to Robert, you know, why did you why did you do that? Why did you give him our car? And Robert's like, he wants to take his kid to the movies. And Marie's like, but now we don't have transportation. And like, well, he's going to bring it back. Why I mean, would we need transportation? Yeah, why would we need transportation? We're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> what if he comes back? Well, he like even Nikki said, maybe he'll come back and do bad things to us. And Shirley almost chokes on her drink. Yeah, yeah. He uh, Shirley loved Nikki. Oh, they're best buds. And, and this is like where this is where we're gonna start diving to see where the scenes as we lead up because we're getting to the end of the movie. Dinner is over. Robert and Marie take a night walk. Shirley yep. Shirley puts on some old samba music. It's like a tango type. Yeah, thing. samba yeah. tango music. She strips down to her. She strips down to black lingerie. Good um, looking lingerie. Very good looking. Like I don't want to sound. I'm again trying to keep. Slash you, not like gross, like, this shit was hot yeah. as fuck. But it oh. was very sensual. It was. It was tasteful. Yes. Victoria's tasteful. Secret. Tasteful, <laughs> but black, red. Yeah. Very she's cool. Looking good. Yes. And she's but dancing she, around the house. But she flirts and entices Nikki, and this is where my thing is, is like, she struts around the house, flirting yeah. and he Shaking follows. Her. Yeah. He's following her, like, I think, entranced by her. Yeah. And this is where I was thinking, like, hey, are they, is he, is she flirting with him? You know, or is she, I think they're just best friends having fun. Yeah. I, I think, think they've had a couple glasses sh- of wine. You're probably a little tipsy. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, exactly what I thought, too. The and, killer is watching, but they're having fun. Yep. So the killer has been pacing in the barn this entire time. No, um, he's been watching from the outside. Yeah, but, well, he's outside. The barn's, like, not far away from this house, isn't he's it? He's watching inside the house. Oh, he, he sees was, them in the house. When Robert was smoking the pipe when he came back to dinner, oh. that's he was, in the, he was, like, in some shed, yeah. the, I guess the barn. Yeah. Because he hangs, he hangs Jay, you know, after he kills Jay, he hangs him in something different. Because the first place they're going to go look is the fucking boat barn because right. that's what Jay's doing. 
Marie and Robert are off on their walk. This is where I like to say the killer turns it up to 11 in most of these movies, where the mm-hmm. killer's just like, fuck it, I'm going to kill. I think I said in a past episode, I love those parts of the slasher movies where the killer stops hiding in the shadows and just goes, I'm going to get you now. I'm going to kill you all now. This, this is, is what I'm doing. You're exactly right, Andy. Yeah. And this is like where they tear, he tears it the fuck up. It's a yep. great call. As, <laughs> as Nikki and Shirley are dancing across the house and yep. having fun listening to this uh, tango samba music, Shirley grabs Nikki, puts on, puts makeup on him, kind of yep. like Ziggy Stardust. Like I was thinking of like yeah. a David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust kind of style Eyeliner, of music. Eyeshadow yeah. stuff. Yeah. He really digs it, and they continue to dance and strut around the house. Uh, strut around the house. Meanwhile, flashing back to Robin and Marie, they decide just to do it outside. So we get some. I wrote barn sex in yep. my notes. <laughs> Marie, I wrote Marie. I wrote Marie Bubies. They have a little uh, lovemaking session on some hay. On some hay, but they you know, take get... a hay ride, if you will. Hey, hey, ride! I mean, we just said hey like four times. Oh, God, hey, yeah, all right, shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Andy. I'm sorry. It's terrible. I'm sorry. I love you. Well, uh, bottom but this line is... is they take their really nice clothes off and have some barn sex. Have some barn sex. And then they put all but, the but really nice clothes. But back they don't. On. But they don't rape a cow. No. Okay. But, but she's in a nice dress. He's in a tux. They get they get naked, get it on, and then put all those clothes back on. <laughs> oh. So I guess uh, Robert's done his deed. Probably you know, fifteen seconds in. This is where though Nikki meets his end. Yeah. Um, as he is looking at himself in a mirror, the killer is uh, making himself more clear and available. Yeah. Oh, you want me to describe it? Because yeah. because it's yeah the killer picks up a. Um, sewing needle like a long one it's a real long needle uh i couldn't this is another part where wikipedia is probably inaccurate they describe it as a sewing needle but it's obviously like these really long pins that women must use in their hair from time to time point being it's long and while nikki is looking at himself and his makeup in the mirror the killer uh silently steps up creeps up beside him and stabs him in the ear with this needle that's right in the ear nikki screams and clutches the side of his head and falls to the ground twitching yes because obviously this fucking thing's in his brain and that is my dick shot kill of the week shot kill of the week (laughs) nikki stabbed in the brain with a needle pew 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 seizures which is a callback to when nikki was saw the bat and said (laughs) the, the the dead bat when Nikki said, um, would you move if somebody put a nail in you? <laughs> he moved a little bit. He was having some seizures, motherfucker. Well, yeah, the thing was in his brain. That so. was a, that's a good dick kill shot. Yeah. Um, and, and meanwhile, dick Shirley, shot kill. Shirley dick was... Dick kill shot? Dick d- shot kill. It's one or the other. Yeah, and one or the other. Shirley was dancing around the upper floors of the house. Yes. So oblivious. She's, she's having fun, but this is... Uh, she doesn't know what's happening to Nikki quite yet, because we're going back to Robert and Marie. They find another building. Hey, we haven't checked this building, which... Great, go on in. And she's like, I'm just going to wait out here after um, I just had to look at your old balls. Um, So he goes into the barn. He finds Jay hanging, thinks he committed suicide. Yep. So they're like, "Hey, let's uh, let's run back to the house. We got to let everyone." Jay hanged himself. Yeah, Jay Jay hanged himself. So that's what they're thinking. Committed suicide. So now Shirley is still dancing. Guess who she runs into? The killer. But she She, thinks it's Nikki. She thinks it's Nikki wearing the mask. She's like, "Oh, Nikki, it is not." The killer gives chase. Shirley runs down to the cellar. Yep. Uh, she is flipping out in her beautiful lingerie. Yep. Uh, and he's like, she's like, who are you? What do you want? He just finally grabs her, t- 
ties her to a table saw. Yeah. Tries to kill her like by plugging in the switch, to the, the 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 plug of the table saw into a light socket that's attached to a light bulb. You remember the cellar lights? Foreshadowing. He doesn't. The killer doesn't know that there's a second a, switch. A second switch. So she's gagged. She's tied up above the, a table. The blade of the saw is like in her back. In her back, but she's, she's on her back on the table, and ugh. The killer can't figure it out, so he's he's he skip- leaves her. Well, he leaves her because he hears. Robert and Marie come back to the yep. house. So he's like, dude, I'll leave you alone. I'll come yeah. back to you. But she is still alive, gagged, tied up yeah. on the table saw. Tied so, up with like barbed wire. Yeah. And that's where, um, yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. She is tied up with, uh, but, but. Yeah, but she's trapped on the table saw. And uh, that's when um, Robert and Marie discover Nikki's dead body. They know something's up And by now them. they know, oh, Jay maybe didn't kill himself. Maybe there's someone doing the killing here because Nikki's got a Nikki's got a, a needle in his ear and he's dead. And so That's Robert a great dead kill shot. Yeah, Robert grabs a, an old a gun, Civil War like a big old, old big old shotgun or like nineteen like yeah, it's, it's a huge gun out of the closet and he is going to try to find who's attacking them. But the the, the killer finds him right away. It's just like Andy said, man, this killer's ready to go. He's got a. <laughs> Uh, a hook, uh, a hook with a handle on the end of it. It's what people used to use to move ice blocks. Yeah, totally. Good He's call. He's got one of those and um, hides behind a door as Robert comes into the room and the killer just knocks the gun out of the way and hits Robert in the chest with that hook and they scuffle a little bit and the killer pushes Robert out a window and he lands on some shit on the ground. Yeah, it's he's impaled. It's like later, he's Robert. He's impaled. It's like all kinds of... I don't know. Rebar? Spikes, rebar, Yeah, metal. I, they never really get into You just yeah. know he's impaled. Robert's dead. So the killer comes downstairs after throwing Robert out the window, but he does not fuck with Marie. Marie is just a worthless, uh, uh, standing, <laughs> shaking statue. She, does, she doesn't move. She always stands in the whole fucking movie. Good point, Andy. She just... There's either my sk- she, <sighs> She's just standing there shaking. I mean, I understand that... Probably in shock a little can make bit. You, yeah. Fear, can, she's but frozen. I just think... Fight or, or flight or fight kind of thing would come in. Doesn't with neither. her. It's it's there's yeah. It's no neither. Fly, there's no flying. There's no fighting. But, she's frozen. But like the a kill- deer in the headlights. Exactly. As the killer comes downstairs, she's not moving, but she's obviously freaking out. But the killer doesn't really take to her. No. Nope. He, he just goes to the table, and has a seat, where mm-hmm. he takes off his mask to reveal himself. What a twist! What a twist! Guess who it is? It's her ex-husband, Greg. Greg is the killer. It's like, what? And I got to tell you, Nick. I, I knew it. I I kind of <laughs> called it right before it happened. Because by process of elimination, I was like, I was like, this has to be, uh, this can't be. Otis was too predictable. Matt yes. was too predictable. The dudes in the bar weren't fleshed out enough for, for them yes. to be the killer for me. And so... I was like, "Who's left?" I thought Mac, baby. It's gotta be it. it and, and when he takes the mask off, I was like, "It's her fucking ex-husband." I thought it wow. could possibly be Mac because you know it could be like you know like oh, but going to the movies was but, a fake. But yeah, but after yeah. I saw that, which we'll get to, but he's really compassionate with his daughter. Yeah. Um, Mac is driving a car, and he's so soft and kind to his daughter after everything's going down, and he has borrowed the car from Robert to take his sweet little girl to the movie. So he's like, I'm not going to drop off the car yet because I'm not going to leave you. He's such a sweet father. Mac, She's falling asleep. His cracked-out Tom Selleck-looking motherfucking ass <laughs> is a sweet father. So now we want to find out why Greg did it, though. So yeah. Marie's like, hey, Greg, why did you do it? And he's like, because everyone laughed at me. 
Right. Every, I was so powerful. They sucked up to me, and now I'm nothing. They're laughing at me. Like it's kind of. I wrote in my notes. The laughter drove him mad. He was yep. he was press secretary to the governor. The governor, governor, governor must have the governor must have screwed over some people and left some people in the lurch. And then the governor iced himself. And obviously, Mac was driven crazy, or Greg, sorry, was driven crazy by. He called them vultures. Everyone wanted a piece of me. They were scratching at my door. And, blah, blah, blah. and so he went off the deep end. Yeah, and this is when we start hearing this voiceover. As they're showing the dead bodies, they show Jay hanging. They show Nikki lying there. Yep. They show the impaled body of Robert. Yep. Why are we hearing this? Is it Greg speaking yes. about uh, taking the boat down to the it embankment is. and burning it? That's what he, because that's what he wants to do. He, he said, we're going to wait here till first light. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you down to the boat. And we're going to go out to the deepest part of the lake. And I'm gonna set the boat on fire. He's he's gonna murder suicide her. And this boat, her son is nowhere to be found. Of yeah, course, yeah. she's like, "Where's Jeremy?" And he's like, "He's safe." Yeah, he's. But awesome. I mean, I can dig that. Like, dropping yeah. off the grandparents' house. But I, that, <laughs> this boat has a fucking big part in this movie. Oh, is it the boat or just a rowboat? I think he just wants to set like a rowboat on fire. Oh, I thought. Yeah, you're right because they can't it's take like the, the boat out. The big boat isn't even done. Yet. <laughs> it's probably just a rowboat. I mean, if I was going to murder suicide my ex-wife, I would just take a small boat because why do you need? Oh shit! <laughs> Come on, Mike. I, I did. I can't believe this whole time. Think I mean, like they're... a killer, man. Oh, it's like, probably a rowboat. Like, the Pro- boat isn't even ready, yeah. and I'm like, sit. Oh, and Greg God, was speaking probably... right. Sorry, I'm speaking right to the mic. Greg was probably going to make her row it too to the deepest part of the lake. He's well, Greg... probably going to be like Marie. Greg's a dick. Get down here. You row the boat out. Yeah, so he's wow. all pissed off. But Mac does bring the car back in the morning. They sit there. Did they just sit there? Marie cowering against the wall and Greg sitting there at the table? Like, they just sit there for two hours, three hours until morning? Maybe they... Five play... hours, however long it was. <laughs> maybe they play a good game of gin rummy. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe they're talking about, like... Play what... Connect Four until sunrise. <laughs> There's got to be some good games in that uh, farmhouse. No. Yeah. I cribbage don't fuck with uno but that's my point yeah it does come to morning we see the sunrise we see uh mac come out of his house uh, putting on a shirt he's waking up because he's gonna take the car back and uh uh, greg is like oh it's uh it's morning well i can get up let's go you know and leads marie out gets to the house there's no he there's no one around the house as mac is calling around the door's open hey anyone home Mm mm-hmm I'm a cracked out looking Tom Selleck. Where's everybody? <laughs> and he, he, I think he notices that something smells fishy. Like he's like, this is, you know, hey, boat and fish reference. Something smells fishy. Thank you. And that wasn't the lingerie that, uh, oh, don't go there. Nope. Okay, go. Edited. So Marie, <laughs> so Marie, uh, um, has escaped from Greg in, in a sense, but you know, they're, 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 it's flashing back between Mac in the house, Marie and Greg, Marie escaping from Greg, but but Mac does know something's fucked up because Mac discovers uh, Nikki and Robert dead. Right. He goes, grabs a machete, and at the cellar, at the cellar door, and goes to before he goes to investigate a scream that he hears. Mac is walking around the house, going, "Is anyone home? Is anyone home?" Meanwhile, there is someone home that is alive, and it's Shirley. She is gagged next to uh on top of the table saw still still she's trying to scream through her gag as she hears mac but to no avail mac doesn't hear shit i think you know where this is going yes you do and this is so smart i thought on the uh, from a writing standpoint even spence it he goes to turn on the first light of the cellar and he doesn't see anything but he sees the light switch above it so he turns that on 
And then all of a sudden, Shirley's eyes awaken. The table saw goes and in her back. There's a music stain. And there's a music stain. And that is Nick's Dick, Dick Shot Kill the Week. I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was smart. She, she sits there. She sits there and waits all night. Imagine, like I we know. said, she's sitting there tied out this whole night, going, "Please, someone save me." Yeah. She probably has no idea. And all of a sudden, man, it's just like it's a it's a great it's a smart great kill. There's a but you're, there was two good kills in here. The suspense, um, though. You yes. Know? I was because at first I was like, "Is he going to turn that switch on?" He was thinking oh, you about. Knew, you is he going to flip that switch? I knew it was. I knew it. And when he flipped it on, and the music stung, and her eyes bulged, and so Mac, I would have been disappointed if. It, I mean, I'm not trying. Yeah, you know, I suppose, but yeah, I mean, Mac inadvertently killed Shirley. So yes, inadvertently, he has no idea. But he it doesn't even know he didn't that even he, go down the stairs. Did well, he? no, he didn't. He yeah, just he heard the, the table switches. saw come on. And he yeah, didn't that's the way. Yeah, that's what's. No, that's a great point. You don't. You're like all of a sudden. If I turn on the switch and, and just turn it off, I probably would go like, "What the fuck did I do?" Yeah. I, I God, and if, could you imagine if you? I mean, because eventually we're not going to see like Savage Weekend Part Two. No, like Mac, <laughs> Mac's demise. Weekend. You know, yeah. but um, Savage or Weekend. <laughs> Savage um, Weekend at Bernie's. Savage Weekend at Bernie's too. Yeah. And at Shirley. Yeah. She's, um, ugh. And anyway. So um, he, he but takes we, off into the woods. He takes off in the woods to go see, to go find that Greg is holding on to Marie. Marie notices Mac and says, Mac, Man. fucking save me. Well, she doesn't literally say that because she's worthless, right? She's like a... Oh, she does. She doesn't like say fucking save me, but, but she does nothing. scream his name. Yeah, Mac. Oh. Yeah, Mac. Yeah. But, yeah. So he's got the machete. Yeah, and they him and Greg fight. Matt grabs a Greg grabs a fucking log. Yeah, yeah like a branch or something. <laughs> it was uh, it was a pretty sweet. It was a pretty sweet. Stick, it was the most awkward fight. Stick machete fight. We've seen some awkward fights, yeah, like the, the awkward yeah. the awkward yeah. fight in uh, what was the, the, the sorry the the movie where the Asadasalam just takes the 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 dad away for no reason. Oh, the trick or treat. Trick yeah. or treats. Yeah, like it's like. It's, it's the same that awkward it's fight a with the fight. It was just a very stupid fight because the choreography wasn't the best. Oh yeah, yeah. well I mean I guess it could have yeah been anyone. But Mac uh, gets his machete knocked out. Greg thinks he's going for it, but Mac finds a chainsaw. The chainsaw what you see in the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm. gets it started. Is going after Greg, but for some reason decides and now Greg to... has the machete. Yes, and but... that's why I texted you. Don't bring a. Don't oh, bring yes. a machete to a chainsaw fight. <laughs> no, I dig it, but here's my thing, Andy. Why is who puts it down? It's like, it's almost like, ooh, I'm fighting here. Let me put the chainsaw fucking down. Like, no. I, I know I cuss too much, but it's, they, it they, bothers me. Yeah, it's I an think, awkward fight. I think scene. Greg, like, I don't know, and this slipped is the away. epitome of the scene. He slipped or away the, and like got got Mac in the leg or something, and Mac dropped the chainsaw and it was down. But then, well, what ends up happening is Greg is ultimately on top of Mac, pushing the machete towards his neck. Mac's Holding like Max about to die. He's holding the machete handle in one hand and the blade in his yeah. other hand, trying to keep it from hitting him in the neck. And Otis comes stumbling through the woods. Otis picks up the chainsaw that's sitting there still running. Marie gives Otis like a little wave. <laughs> She's standing there shaking, standing there shaking, watching this all. Completely worthless. Her fight or flight response isn't working, and she and she sees Otis and gives him like a little wave, like, yeah, hey, we need some help yeah, here. Don't brand me. Yeah, hey, don't uh, see the guy's fighting. You're gonna want to help him out. And Otis picks up the chainsaw. Hey, yeah, he, he he is. He picks up the chainsaw and just dives it in Greg's back, right killing Greg's Greg. Back, kills it's a, Greg. It's, it is kind yeah. of a cool shot for '76, yeah. I would think. It is, and and that was also very gruesome, um, really quick. But so, so this was also the opening scene in the movie, but fully fleshed out. 
you know, we saw all angles. We saw what was actually yes. Because um, the Otis opening scene go- in the movie is we think Otis, Otis is going chainsaw. for Otis is the killer going oh, going for Marie, but it's not. Yeah. Marie watches. Otis has this great smirk at the end, which again I want to put a photo of his yeah. haircut. Is looks like me, like looks like my hair in tenth grade. So he, maybe I'll put a side by side of that. But, I think uh, he smiles, Nick, because he I does. Think, I think he's like. Yeah, I'm the hero here. Yeah. I saved everyone. So then some uh, Jack Johnson type shitty music starts to play as uh, Otis goes to visit his brother's grave one more time. I think he's he's there to talk about how he just um, saved the day. Yes. So. And then this is what we do. We roll credits. Roll credits. Wow. An let's, hour and 13. We didn't take a break at all. That's Savage Week. And let's take a quick break and come back for our Slash You episode 14 next week. And we're back. Hey, everybody. So uh, we kind of already went over all the kills. So I'll do, we're running, you know, a little late like this week. We just love talking about these movies so much. But That's a good call, man. The kill count. Uh, we, we already went through it. But just to recap, uh, the kills in this movie, uh, Jay, he was choked and hung. And then Nikki, a uh, big, big needle to the ear and died. Uh, Robert uh, fell out the window on some shit. Is literally what I wrote. <laughs> uh, Shirley, uh, table saw to the back, unfortunately. And then Greg, the killer, was killed with a chainsaw, chainsaw. to the back. Uh, and that is uh, that, that concludes our our um, riveting uh, talk about Savage Weekend. Savage Weekend. I, I, w- I would... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't wait till we do um, our recaps of all these movies that we did, Andy, because this yeah. one, I, I like this one a lot. Yeah, this was a good movie. So what are we watching next week? You tell me, man. Uh, we're watching The Mutilator. <laughs> God, it sounds even good yeah. when it comes out of your... The, the Mutilator. Mutilator. Never, I think never since uh, last week's uh, episode, Body Count, have we ever had a more appropriately titled slasher movie. The Mutilator from 1985, available for free on for Amazon free. Prime. <clears throat> Here's the synopsis. A teenager who accidentally committed matricide finds himself, his girlfriend, and his friends all being hunted by his now-crazed father. I had to look up matricide. He killed his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Matricide, matricide. But <laughs> the point is, his dad goes nuts and comes after him and his girlfriend and his friends. So that's called The Mutilator from 1985. Go ahead and give it a watch. Uh, go ahead and uh, like and comment on our Facebook page. Please, and give us a review on, on what? What are we looking for? All the platforms. All the platforms, please. Yeah, iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna say this right now. See if people are listening. First review that we get that I don't know who the review is. I will personally reach out and then hit us up on our Instagram page slash you underscore podcast. If I see your review, free T-shirt. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, Free slash you t-shirt. A lot of the reviews we've gotten are just friends and family, which is very nice. Thank you very yes. much, friends and family. But good call, Nick. First one that Nick, uh, leave a review, hit us up on the on the Instagram. And then I see it, and I know it's you. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk. Um, slash you underscore podcast. My quick shout out this week is uh, my buddy Scotty Kallenbach, who I mentioned, who made our t-shirts. Uh, you can find his work at Scott Tees, C uh, on Instagram, S-C-O-T-T. T-E-E-S 2010. So Scott Tees 2010 does some great work. I mean, obviously, we love our shirts. So uh, that's my slash you shout out of uh, uh, this week. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash slash you podcast. There's a Facebook group. There's a Facebook page. Go ahead and leave some comments. Go ahead and leave us suggestions for movies. Yeah, do that. And and, and also the biggest thing would be to review – Tell your friends. Tell your friends that we are slash you. And thank you for joining us this week. Thanks, everybody. Uh, 
cheers everybody we're recording this on friday the 13th hopefully nothing bad happens yes friday the 13th 2020 stay safe out there friends stay safe and uh, we'll slap you next time oh god andy just hit just hit, just hit and later oh,